You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. I am your host, Kayla Kinnear. Joining me is my co-host, Cody Tapp, and our producer, Nick Schwert. We are coming to you live after that thrilling Chiefs win in Los Angeles. Chiefs 30, Chargers 27, down to the wire, a nail-biter, just like we predicted. Guys, our initial reaction is what? I mean, first, these Sunday night games are so hard to <laughs> sleep after. You get you all so lamped hard. up and the Chiefs are scoring late. And then you're like, well, I, I guess I kind of want to see what they say on social media. And then Andy's out here saying, well, they gave us a minute and 45 seconds. We did it in 13 once. And you're like, I like that comment. That's fun. And then you just start scrolling through all of the stats that slowly build up. And you're like, yeah, that's right. 25 straight games in November and December, 14 straight road wins in the division. But it's, I mean, the instant reactions as it always is. The Chiefs own the AFC West, and I feel very good. I felt good going into that game that they'd find a way to win it. I was a little bit nervous after that touchdown late, but they gave Mahomes enough time, and he still went out and had his MVP moment. But you say his MVP moment as if this isn't like the seventh time he's right. had a moment this year. Every moment feels like an MVP moment for him. Sure, but once you become the favorite, and then you go down in a minute and a half and score a touchdown and stick it up your rival's ass in particular <laughs> in a big divisional game to seal the AFC West. Then you won the MVP like it's over. Patrick Mahomes won the MVP last night. I understand things change in the MVP race a little bit, but after week 10 or 11, not, not as much, right? Those conversations we talk about is like when Russell Wilson front runs it through week four. Once we're heading into week 12, eh, and Mahomes is leading the NFL in passing yardage, leading the NFL in passing touchdowns, having one of his greatest seasons ever after the wide receiver who's on pace for 2,000 yards leaves his camp, and they have the number one record in the AFC and one of the best records in the NFL. It's like he just won it last night. Just like, well, this feels very good. It's but over the, now. But you know what, Cody? It's he, He's going to do this another time or two before the season yeah. ends. We keep thinking that like we keep getting these moments where you're like, well, this is this is about as good as it gets. And then seven days later, he goes and does it again. And then seven days after that, he does it again. So I'm not to sit here and believe that like that was the moment that we'll look back on because I'm assuming next week against the Rams when he has 428 yards and four touchdowns, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, remember last week how we said (laughs) that was the best moment? Well, he did it again because this is the season that he's having where it, we, we keep wondering, like, it doesn't look quite the same, does it, without Tyreek Hill? Like, the explosive plays aren't there yet. Here we are, 28 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He is pacing the NFL in every major statistical category, and he is looking like he's having the best season of his career. None of it really makes any sense, and that's why we keep tuning in on Sunday, and that's why everybody else does, too. You, you mentioned the HBO reference last week or a couple weeks ago, Cody. Yeah. Like, another banger. All hits. Another banger. And guess what? Absolutely. Everybody else. Like, what do you think Scott Van Pelt was leading off with ESPN 1130 right after the game ended? Chiefs, Chargers, just like everybody else around the league is going to be doing today. Mahomes was six of seven for 98 yards and two touchdowns in the fourth. And I think some of the maybe the, the deeper conversation later in this week is you remember there was a time probably that we would all sit around and discuss the fact that we thought, okay, Mahomes has probably had his best statistical season. 
But let's talk about his best season. No, he might have his best statistical season again this year. He's on pace that 5,050 he got in a 16-game season. It's 17 games, and he's just going to go ahead and blow the 5,000 out of the water, apparently, and take it to 5,500 while still pacing for the 50 touchdowns. In that year, he had 50 touchdowns. He threw 12 picks in a 16-game season. He's on pace for 11 in a 17. So it's just like, nope, he might still just, I guess he might just have a bunch of 5,000-yard, 50-touchdown season in his career because we're doing it again. Halo, I was going to say, you were at the game last night, or you were at the game, obviously. Yes. We saw you on the sideline, looked very fancy. We make fun of each other on our other <laughs> show for this. You you were all the way on the sideline, not just in a suite. You were sitting at the best spot you could be. Yes. Well, I'll be honest here. Uh, as of noon on Sunday, I didn't have a ticket yet. So all week I was working it. Um, some good friends of mine have a friend that works for the team. And so around noon, he's like, Hey, I got two tickets, two passes. You just need to buy like a cheap ticket. And then I'll let you use the the field pass with me. And I'm like, done. So wasn't expecting that at all. Um, and it was an incredible standing next to Henry Winkler. Saw Jackson Mahomes, Randy Mahomes. So last name Mahomes. I don't know. Um, so fun. Saw the whole gang team warmups. It was a time guys. Uh, although I do have a confession. Should this be confession time? Yeah, I think so. Well, I told you the story how last year in the same game I left after the third quarter. Yes. (laughs) Kayla, not again. This time it was like mid fourth. Oh, that's worse somehow. Because okay. The people I came with actually left (laughs) very early. Again, when you come with a three-year-old, when they hit their limit, you got to go. So they left. I stayed. But then my other ride, thank you, Arash Markazi, uh, was leaving in in the fourth quarter. So I was like, I've got to get home to record a podcast. I don't want to get stuck in an Uber line. I'll leave with you. So I was watching the game on my phone as we were driving back. By the time we got to my car in the Target parking lot, we had just scored the winning touchdown. I was screaming my head off. But I thought maybe I have to leave these games for them to win. They did win both. So I'm of them. doing the team a favor by doing this. One of these days, you're going to see an incredible Chiefs win in person, Kayla. <laughs> it's going to be magical. I hate myself a little. I do. We're going to give you credit, though. Uh, yeah, little, did you know, great. little did you know we were going to be up till two in the morning recording this anyway. So you could have <laughs> taken your sweet time to another. I guess I could have in hindsight, but well, neither here nor there. This was the most fun game of the year, wasn't it? This game had every, it was a shootout, which is what you want, right? The first five possessions for both teams all scored. Then there was a little bit of this like defensive slog for a little bit. And then there were like tough decisions. Like Staley didn't go for it on fourth twice that I thought he would have gone for it on fourth last year. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And there were big mistakes. There were turnovers on both sides in the Pacheco kick return. It was like, oh, it had everything. And then it still came down to. Justin Herbert made a freak throw to Keenan Allen, who made an even greater catch. They score a touchdown and then Mahomes still got to redo it. Like it was, that's exact. that's everything you want out of an NFL game. When, when NBC flexed this game 10 days ago, Nick, as you pointed out, when they flexed this 10 days ago, uh, this is what they had in mind. <laughs> this is exactly what they wanted. Yeah, you know, it's tough. I, I, like I'm, I'm racking my brain now going back through all the games to say like, was this the best? Because I feel like Without without going back and crunching the numbers, I feel like we've said this like four times this year. I feel like we said it after the Bucks game. 
We said it after the first Chargers game. We said it oh. after the Raiders game. It's okay. Just they keep outdoing it. They keep raising the bar. And every raising our own bar. They don't play normal games. The Chiefs refuse to play a normal game where it's like the same flow throughout, and there's not these weird ebbs and and rises where they look good and then look bad. Like the offense will stagnate, and then all of a sudden it will come alive late. There was no reason to believe that with a minute and a half left, the Chiefs were going to go down and, and move the ball better than they had at any point in the game, unless you just assumed that it because it's Mahomes and Kelsey that this is when they're going to play their best, and that's exactly what happened. I'll be honest, though, the most that I was able to like follow along was actually when I was watching the game on my phone in the car, because I told this to Cody earlier. I don't want to sound like a brat. It is so much fun to go to a game. If you ever have the chance to go to a live NFL game, do it. But it's hard to know what's going on because the broadcast adds so much. You only get like one view. So I don't know what's actually happening on the field. And then when you're at an away game, the announcers are only giving you updates on the home team. So I was actually following Cody's tweets in game to, <laughs> to see what was happening and to like get a pulse for what was going on. I hate on. that. I hate that. You know that I hate that Cody. I know, but I did it for you this time, Nick, because I knew that you were traveling too for So I was like, you know what? Just in case Nick misses some little thing, I want to make sure you can go back and see exactly what happened in this game. So tonight. Why do you hate that? <laughs> because I've I, actually I, been better. He, He's given, he'd been critical of me for over tweeting in the game, especially because I watch it on the air feed. So everyone's always behind. Oh. Essentially no, I'm, al- I never, I'm always behind. Always. Cause I'm always streaming. And tonight was even yep. worse. Cause I was on a plane. So I'm using like airplane Wi-Fi. So I'm like, oh, a that is half behind the game. And there was one point, I don't know which game it was. Maybe it was the first chargers game or the bucks game where Cody tweeted, it was triple digits. It was triple digit live tweets. <laughs> I, and I, and I, what? I staged an intervention. I staged. And I've cut it down since then. Today was my did. worst game since. And he did. So like I, but like, that's the problem when I'm a minute and a half behind and Cody's tweeting every single play that happens. It's like, <laughs> I'm never surprised. Actually, and it ruins the viewing experience. <laughs> but I actually, I, to your point, Nick, I like it when I'm behind because then when I'm worried about a big play, like a third down or something, or I'll see, I'll see Cody's tweet. I'll see Matt's tweet with the chiefs. And then I'm like, yes, we converted her. Yes. We got a score. Like Matt McMullen's even worse than mine because the national TV broadcast, like on an eight yeah. second delay. So mm, Matt's yeah. still ahead of me. Yeah. I do get, chief, I do get live. Tw- I do get uh, notifications from the chiefs. So they're always first. Anyway, I try <laughs> to like swipe them up on my phone before I can actually read what they say. Or you see, do mm-hmm. you see any of it? I assume um, that you got a few of those for Kelsey tonight. Seems plausible. Yeah, uh, quite a few. Kayla, how many of his touchdowns did he have before you left? I was literally leaving right at the second touchdown. I saw the second touchdown and then left. Patrick, big game from 87 tonight. As I said, he would have. in I, I will give you credit. You did say we all we all chose our. You know, our, our MVPs, we did our predictions. We all thought I said Trent McDuffie would have a game ceiling interception. I was wrong. It was Nick Bolton. Should have chosen a different defensive defensive player. Um, but, I, you know, look, we could do the normal thing we do on this podcast or any podcast. We could just gush about Travis Kelsey. And Nick can make fun of me because I'll say he'll never age. And he's, you know, like a robot sent from the future. And he's going to be 40 years old, still having a thousand yard season. But like, I've made my point pretty clear in that. Or last year when I told you, I no longer think that we should ever call him a tight end anymore. I think it's a disservice. 
Maybe we should just call him a wide receiver like everyone else because the rest of the Titans can all have their own little party and do their thing. He is a wide receiver for all purposes in this. But the thing that stood out to me tonight was because of everyone else he was throwing to, just as long as Patrick Mahomes has Travis Kelsey, I'm not worried. I'm good. Just as long as he has that guy, I don't care. He was throwing to Sky Moore, who had like 108 yards on the season. Justin Watson, who was like the seventh wide receiver on Tampa Bay last year. MVS, who was a non-factor in this game and the best wide receiver on the field, mind you. He was throwing to Noah Gray and whoever else, right? It was a bunch of players whose name you didn't know 18 months ago, and he won a divisional road game against a quarterback who was playing well. Like, just as long as he's got Kelsey, the rest of this doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, Kelsey has 10 targets tonight. And you saw, they even mentioned this on the broadcast, that the only time the Chargers had had success, and really the only time any team has ever had success slowing Travis Kelsey down is when you have Derwin James, and only one team has him. Right? He is, if you could create a player in a lab to defend Travis Kelsey, it would be Derwin James. Derwin James was on Travis Kelsey in that fourth quarter touchdown. You know, Two touchdowns today. Because what, he scored on Derwin. Because the problem is, yeah, Mahomes threw the ball 34 times. You first off, you can't just put a guy on him for a whole game. I mean, teams don't do that. Not with safeties, not with tight ends, the way that they move him around the field. Like unless you just have the perfect defensive game plan, there is you're not gonna have Derwin James on Travis Kelsey for 34 snaps. And even if you do, it's such a tough ask to say play perfect defense for 34 snaps. Because if you play it for 30 snaps, that's great. But those four where he gets separation, guess what? Mahomes is looking his way because Mahomes is looking his way on every single drop back. So you, you look at the final numbers and you say, I only caught six balls, but a third of the passes that Mahomes threw, he went to Kelsey because on every single drop back, if he sees single coverage, even if it's Derwin James, he's just waiting for that one time. And that's what happened on that last play of the game. It was, I think Christian Watson coming on the crosser from the left and Mahomes from the right safety's got just for a split second. They were like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. And that's all it took for Kelsey to get the separation and score. Well, and really quick, he averaged 19.2 yards per reception tonight. Well, because he <laughs> has he has as many he is for for statistical purposes, he actually is a wide receiver. Nobody has more receiving yardage over the last five years in the NFL besides Travis Kelsey. Not any tight end. Any receiver. He's at the top of the list. And I think really what separates him, uh, Kayla, is what you're talking about there, which is Nick, not, not the touchdown he scores on Derwin, but the other one instead. He has Mahomes' escapability. That little, like, hip shake he does on the sideline, and then you thought you had him. Like, you thought you had him on the sideline. I, I had Kelsey there. You didn't. Because then he snuck past you and he ended up in the end zone. Because there were more than enough chances to push his ass out before he got there, and you didn't do it. He's always one step ahead because like sometimes Nick, I think maybe you and I have talked about this off, off the air. So I'll bring you in on our conversation off the air. Kelsey, when he plays football, does not look fast. He decidedly looks slow. Like he's almost moving in slow motion. He's six, five, 200. And yet, <laughs> and yet every defender acts like he's moving at lightning speed. Like they somehow go slower than he does. They don't react to his body movements. Well, he is good. He is deceptive with the way that he moves. And when he gets going, he's faster than I think. Because I, every time it like it doesn't look like it's all happening like the way Tyreek looks when he's moving fast, 
but he makes guys miss. He gets past guys all the time, constantly. I think he's the best pass catcher in the NFL. I don't think there's anybody, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. I don't think there's anybody that I would take over him because what I was thinking about tonight in that the season that Tyreek's having, you know, on pace for 2,000 yards, you can't knock what he's doing. He is clearly one of the best weapons in the NFL. But if, if, you, if you imagine what would have happened if they, the Chiefs would have held on to him and lost Travis Kelsey, there is no way they're, they're as successful as they've been this year. There is no way. Because of Kelsey being not, a, not the game breaker that Tyreek is or even a guy like Justin Jefferson is, but the reliability and the consistency of he may not kill you for three quarters. He may not kill you. You're not going to throw him the ball maybe 18 times and he'll have 15 catches for 190 yards. But those three or four plays that he is going to turn up field on the yards after catch and convert on third and seven or third and 12, there is nobody in the NFL that gives you that consistency that he does. You know what's wild is in addition to that, Nick, his average annual salary because he plays tight end is less than $15 million per year. So it's like, not only do you get the best pass catcher in the NFL, you get him for half the going rate. Overworked and underpaid. He doesn't think he's underpaid. He seems (laughs) very happy with it. But he makes half as much as Tyreek. He makes $12 million less a year than Devontae Adams. So you get all the benefits, but it's like the hometown discounts just built in because he plays tight end because he's better than every other tight end. Like that's that was just one of those games tonight. He was just not going to be denied. I was kind of hoping Sky Moore was going to get the game winning touchdown. But, you know, of course, it was Kelsey because that's the way it works.